This podcast is brought to you by Toasted Marshmallow Adventures Studio. Contact them at gettoasted at toastedmarshmallowadventures.com for all of your podcast production needs. Good morning and welcome to Not Everyone Gets a Trophy with Amy and Mo. Well, good morning and welcome to our show. It's Not Everyone Gets a Trophy with hashtag Princess Amy and Mo. Good morning. Welcome to our show. Yes, yes. good morning. It happy Monday. Happy Monday and... Christmas was great for me. I got a lot done. Did you spend some time with your I family? spent too much money before I spent a lot of time with them. Let's just put it out there, right? And now it's all about, oh, New Year's, New Year's, New Year's, New Year's. Oh, I'm really excited for 2022. But, but for me, yeah, I didn't do a traditional Christmas. I decided, well, I didn't wrap one gift because wow. I didn't buy any gifts this year. Oh, geez. The Grinch, <laughs> the Grinch, Amy, the Grinch. No. So I, in 2021... Decided that what I wanted for new for that year is to have more time with people. So instead of buying gifts, I bought everyone in my family a Christmas onesie, and we went and spent time and played an escape room in downtown Nampa. Which, by the way, to see the labyrinth downtown Nampa escape rooms are by far my most favorite place to go. Yeah. I hear great things. I, I my sister ended up walking up in in Halloween, and they have everything staged. And it was she's like, "Oh my gosh, you should go upstairs. It's amazing. It's it's really kind of awesome. You walk up these stairs, and the place looks pretty small, but you go up, and then whole like room opens up to doors, and <laughs> it they really do a good job at theming them, putting them together. And our age group was between eight and. Okay, 40. I'm going out there with my yeah. with my number. Okay, so with the the pop like our and little your group. And gra- your grandma. Almost great grandma, <laughs> okay, probably. Well, I need I need you to stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying that Amy's a grandma. I just there's just something really cool about it. So I it's something good, you know, cuz the the idea of media thinking of grandmas, it's it's not it's, it's not what you would you would look like, you know? So it's good. We're changing the image of how grandmas look. <laughs> So it's good. Okay. Anyway. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Thank this, you for joining us yes. today. I am so excited. Uh, on our last episode, we left off on trying to bring on suicide awareness, and I ended up going to the event, uh, preventing suicide event in Nampa uh, last Wednesday, and I, I met up with one of my old coworkers who we got talking about life, and she recommended that we reach out to. Uh, today's speaker and I was like yes absolutely that's how life works Um, so I just want to say that I'm really it really warms my heart just during this time of getting to the new year the suicide prevention how we're still like really excited about putting information out there to help people because it's been such a tragic year with a lot of uh, suicide that I know about and that I've kind of been affected by close to home so i'm really excited for 2022 absolutely and even even in, in, in happy times the seasons um it's important to continue to work kind of behind the scenes and and still understand where our community is and the people that are hurting within our community um it's crazy that we had this event last week and now it's christmas right and and, and it just kind of just sometimes it goes away mm-hmm. and the people who are suffering uh, at times i want to say that sometimes they feel left behind right because there was this hype and then there's christmas and then what right and then new year's and then nothing gets done um when we should be really celebrating a lot of things during this time celebrating ourselves and our family and the jobs available to us and things that we've been thankful for the whole year and it's like a roller coaster of up and down yeah yeah, so but I am. Uh, I am excited about our speaker absolutely. today. Absolutely. So, um, I want to welcome a mother of three, who is uh, a veteran, who served as a medic, and I know she told me a, a medic and something else, but I'll let her say what that is because I I don't know much don't about screw that. It up, <laughs> and also, she's her. a business owner of a Vitality Massage. Um, 
What I love about her is that she's not just a massage therapist. She is a massage educator uh, who promotes uh, and advocates sort of like social workers do. Like our job is to promote and and, and, and take care of our profession. Um, so when I was reading about it is as a social worker, sometimes people are like, oh, you're a social worker. Uh, where's my discharge plan? And I'm like, I'm also a therapist. Thank you. Right. Like they don't understand what the profession is itself. And at times, um, if people don't know, then it sends the wrong message. Like it starts getting blurry. Well, I think it's just like the label. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, with that being said, welcome, uh, Melinda. And uh, I'm so excited that you're here with us today to talk more about massage therapists and other things that kind of brought you to to being that itself. So, yeah, welcome. welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a joy to be here. So I want to go back to last Wednesday, right, when I met uh, one of our mutual friends um, and your name came about. And I, and I was so excited because we tried to get a little bit of everything. We've had a wellness guide. We had a therapist. We had another veteran, uh, episode three, I believe, who walked across America for Veterans 22. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're touching on different things, different aspects of of life, this holistic approach. And and you just kind of like, you know, you're part of that. Um, So... No, I'll, I'll give you the mic because otherwise Amy and I will talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for being with us. Um, tell us more about uh, about you as a person. Great. I think you love the way you covered it. You know, it was pretty basic. You know, me speaking is always fun. You know, I, I like to sing, too, by the way. So I won't grab the mic today and just start busting out a tune, though. <laughs> you know, I did that Well, already. by all means. Yeah. Go ahead. Absolutely. Actually, my element, though, is usually I'm in a dark room massaging people all day and I'm quiet. So this is kind of fun for me actually getting to speak. Oh, I never really thought about that part. Yeah, I try to I try to bring there. the Zen. Yeah, we try to bring the Zen. We listen. We're there. We're, we're there present with the person trying to be present with themselves and a, you know a good massage therapy session you step out of the way and you let that person be and be still and maybe they're speaking a million miles a minute but you're just like yes mm-hmm. you're trying to bring them back to the the quiet the zen so this is kind of fun for me this is different for me getting to speak so um three kids and i guess i was in the air force and i did bust some knuckles on some airplanes as a crew chief and that was a little bit much on my knuckles doing that. I love the job, love putting the pilots in the cockpit seat and being able to send them on their way and crossing, I don't know, crossing T's, dot and I's. You had to do everything completely from tip to tail, make sure it was correct before you sent them up in the sky. So that was like a lot of responsibility. That, it's a lot of pressure. Just a little bit. But, you know, my, my call sign was fancy 007 because I always like to put the red lipstick on the bombs and, you know, kind of. Wow put the pilots in the seat. That was fun. Yeah. So what made you decide to go into the Air Force? My kids and um, pretty much, I, you know, you need discipline and you need c- commitment like at every age in your life. And I was an army spouse for about 18 years and I had to take a backseat of always wanting to be another spouse in the military. But I knew that dual families, it was really hard on the kids. So I was like, I guess I'll wait. It'll, it'll be my time to serve pretty soon. So I've always loved the military. I've always loved being around it. Army Army wife was really cool. It was fun. Got to travel. Got to go to Germany and, you know, do all that. And just my my time in the military as a spouse, I just, it, it, I grew, grew to love, like, what that kind of lifestyle was. And I wanted to serve my country. And especially after 9-11 happened, I was like, okay, sign me up. I want to be a part of that. And so it's kind of weird how I signed up on September 11th, you know, after oh that my was gosh. my wow. enlistment date. You know, it wasn't right on, but it was the date of September 11th when I signed up. So I wanted to do that for my kids and try to to build them, a, you know, a good example of why you can always try something new in your life and you can be disciplined. You can uh, learn core values at every age in your life and so i i did it for my children to show them hey you can do this and do you and think my country do you think that 9-11 like really motivated you and, and inspired you to want to be in the military more i think it did i i think that and what a great i mean not, not great sign but it just a confirmation just in general like boom that's the, the day that i registered to to to, to do what this, a right? monumental time to be in cert, like being a military wife and then having the desire to be 
like a servant of your country. Like how patriotic. That's that's so inspiring. That's so admi- admirable. And then you do that without, oh, I did this because mm-hmm. of something like a tragedy, right? Like n- now I can see why you do massage therapy. Obviously, you're a very patient person because if you waited that like 16 years, right? Yeah, it, I was it, a military <laughs> spouse 18 years. I think years. Eight, yeah, 18. 18. Oh my God. Like if you waited that long, when I go to get a massage therapy, like when I get a massage, I'm like, either this is taking forever or I, the, the <laughs> thoughts in my brain are just not quite anymore. Oh, I'm like, this isn't long enough. Yeah. 60 minutes. I don't, just I, I, you got to sign up for a 90. Got to do a 90. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's traumatic. It's like, you're letting me be here with my own thoughts. Where's my phone? Like, I mean, I feel like when I want oh. a, a, a vacation from my phone. I, I do get a massage because it's the only time that I can reach out to get a massage. Oh, boy. Yeah, patience is the key. Being a military spouse and then being in the military, you learn to hurry up and wait a lot. I, I just I, I just want to know, like, uh, was there any fear in when 9-11 happened? Uh, there's not a lot of people, I guess, younger that can feel like the, how we felt when the tower, you know, the 9-11 thing happened. Sure. I remember when I I was a very young mom and I was at home and I was breastfeeding my daughter sitting on the couch next to one of my best friends. Wow. I was in middle school. I think it was seventh grade. We turned on the TV (laughs) and the news. I'm like, it's I was like, are we watching a movie? Is this really happening? Like on on like our soil, like United States of America, this has never happened. It rocked our world. And you were like, I want to fight. I want to be part of this. Like, I want to, I want to serve my country. Were you not scared or were you more excited? I, it was a mix of both because I was actually in another country when it happened. I was in Germany when the planes hit the towers. So it was really um, moving to me to get all the soldiers ready. Like they were on alert the minute that happened. I didn't see my husband at the time. He's my ex-husband now. But I didn't see him um, at the time for like 72 hours. Like he was just on lockdown. And so I was like, wow, we're stuck in another country. And poor America is dealing with this horrible terrorism act and we're here, we're overseas. And so that was uh, definitely a time where us, our army wives all bounded together and we looked out for each other and they went over like right after that, just going and, you know, I watched the aftermath of the, you know, suicides, people, I would sing at a funeral for suicide. And that's when it kind of hit my heart, like, wow, this is like, this really does happen in the military. That's when it kind of come home to me when I was there, you know, in the funerals and ask to be, to be able to sing and you'd see generals that were breaking down crying because you're just like that maybe the guy got a dear john letter while he was gone it, it moved me i was like wow I, there's got to be more to this you know so that's when it kind of really hit my heart with the army side of it and suicide was like this is a thing i didn't realize it until i was an army spouse and seeing it wow i mean being away and at the same time being part of something I don't, I don't know how, how I explain it, but if I put myself in your position is, okay, this is happening at home. I, I'm enlisting. Like you want to go to the U.S., but then ultimately you're, you're going to come back to Europe, right? Or to wherever the, the, the war, Iraq. So it just is it, to me, just, it seems very confusing as to like, to walk me through your, your thoughts in that moment, because you weren't going into it because of something that happened you you're going into it because this is this is your it's what you've been wanting for the last like 16 years and then to be the first runner up and then say oh by the way this just happened just like now it just got like now it got real it's not that real. it wasn't before but that's when i feel like everybody was aware of war right on our times it wasn't world war one world war two when we take talk about with our grandpa great grandpas whatever I just think from a mother aspect, like you have three children, correct? At this yes. time, you have three children. Uh. And our country is being attacked and you're signing up the emotional roller coaster and the fear and the, the excitement, the anticipation. I want to hear more about that. 
So I waited a little bit. Obviously, I didn't go right in, you know, right in for like the day after 9-11. But I did go on the, you know, the couple of years later, the anniversary of 9-11. And I just, it felt very fresh to me to just want to be able to serve at the time. I wanted to teach my kids about discipline. And I needed to learn it at that time in my life, too. I was going through a huge change in my life. And I wanted to be able to give back to my country in some small way. And I felt like if I could be a part of it to see what's going on in the inside with the military, I could understand them better. And, you know, holistically, I was still dabbling with the massage, but I had to kind of lay it down. There were periods where I had to lay down massage and actually put the mission first with other things like that they put, put me through for school. And I just really wanted to show my kids that the, my values that I learned, the um excellence in all we do, the core values for the Air Force. I still love those. I still love, you know, integrity first, excellence in all we do, service before self. I still follow those and I still love to try to set that as an example to my children, even though when I went in the military, I was a little bit older. So I got teased. I was like the mom of the flight. And mm -hmm. so they were like, wow, you're old. But I busted out the push-ups and the run time. I was like, I'm going to show these young punks. I got this. I can run. I can run fast like them, even though I'm yeah. old, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, and, and so. I I like that about that's that you waited, right? Because a lot of the kids who go to med school, who go, they don't even know what they want. They're they're too young to, to realize perhaps, and some of them do, but most people that get accepted into it, like I heard, okay, I could be wrong, but to med schools is are the older generation because I don't have to worry about you, whether this is actually what you want to do or not. So I feel like you already had that vision, right? Like it wasn't like, well, I don't know if I'll end up, but you already knew what you wanted. I knew what I wanted. I knew I wanted to somehow give back to my country in some small way. And, and you were going to set the tone for your own children, which when we were talking about that in the last uh, episode, that we have got to show leadership to our children and, and discipline them and and make them understand what is important to make them be successful in life. Exactly. I think um, when it all came full circle, you know, I did my seven years. It was, it felt like 17 at sometimes it, it felt like seven. Uh, I wanted to serve more. I just knew when the pandemic came around, I had to also show my children on another level, like, you can't juggle everything. You cannot hold all these hats. And it was a humbling moment for me because I really did not want to let that part go. I had just became a new medic. I was learning my new job. I, I went into being the medic because I wanted to show the holistic side of massage therapy. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why I went in the hospitals. I was like sh wanting to show the nurses, hey, this is another side of therapy that we can offer in the hospitals. It's besides a Western medicine. And it's really important for like the patient relationship with the nurses. And so I was super stoked about doing that. However, when the pandemic rolled around, it was a crisis in my life where my kids were trying to do homeschool. They wanted to send me back east. I was like, yeah, man, I want to serve. Let's go. Let's go. COVID can't stop me. I'm going to go and help out, you know, and do COVID. And I was gung ho. But then, you know, looking all over, I was like, Melinda, you're juggling a business. You're juggling your kids. You're failing horribly at trying to become a homeschool teacher and <laughs> and try to yeah. serve your oh, country. I'm, I'm and on so, that. I failed at being an oh, at home. I was terrible at it. Teacher. Yeah, I, I'm definitely not built for that. Kudos to the teachers. Yes, I so. wish we could pay them multiple more dollars. Yes, I agree. hundred thousand percent. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I just said, you know, it's time to hang up the hat and the uniform and people were like, oh my God, you're getting out of the military. What, what, what? They just were shocked, you know, because I had had, I had a busy two years and I was pouring a lot into my business and I wasn't pouring enough into other things that needed to be priorities. And so I, I had to come to Jesus moment. I was like, this has got to I've got to get out so I can serve massage therapy. And, and I know I can do a broader spectrum. It's like actually great that I can get out and I can actually help the veterans more. And I'm not so red taped with it all. I have more, like I can cross more boundaries now, which is exciting. I love that you keep saying core values. Like just because most people walk around not even knowing what the core values are. They don't even, when I say, what are your core values? They're like, what is that? And I'm like, Oh, this is why we are in our society, because we don't know what we stand for, who we want to be. Right. And if we don't do that, our, our environment ultimately determines how we respond, how we act, how we treat others. But the idea of 
of you saying core values is is something that it just it says a lot about you as a parent, as a person, and in how you live your life. Because I always tell people is we should have these little like clouds on top of us that say our core values, right? And that's yeah. that's ultimately what we want in our kids, like because that's who our kids will become. That's right. right. That's like their DNA. And it starts at home, uh, building a foundation. So it felt really good to, um, it was it was a sad thing to break from the military, but it felt really good because I could focus on my veterans. And, and that's my heart. And my heart will always be military and veterans. But it became, in the pandemic, it became nurses and, and police officers and first responders. It became the, the stay-at-home mom. Like all these people by the droves were coming in to see me. And they were tapped out. And I, you know, I try to just look at people as a whole. I, I've done massage therapy with famous people before and, and worked backstage with musicians and different things like that. And that part was great. But I always try to keep people on that same level. Like, hey, you're the most valuable player here on my table. You're the real MVP. And that's what my core values with the military always sticks with me. Like, I want to be excellent in all I do. You know, and that's that home life and like business and everything. And so seeing people that are just in their career field to just come and take accountability, responsibility for their health and just take a deep breath and just stop and be on my table is like so rewarding to me to watch them be, you know, step away from being 100% present in their job or their home life. And then they're, they're like, no, I'm going to be 100% pre- present with myself. And it's it's really rewarding to see someone do that. And it's big. It's like just like therapy, right? You just you got to yeah. go and talk to somebody. And I think it's a new new thing people are discovering. And yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to know like what like this this idea so in you've always had like a passion for um i guess helping people through holistic approaches so you were trying to do that passion of yours but also serve your country because you had a passion for that and then um like what why do you think that massage is important in in a holistic approach versus like a therapy session with mo like what why what what is it that you're bringing to the table you say people come to you they're tapped out are they like, like, what is it that you're offering them? Well, massage for one, when you start working on someone and the breathing takes over, it starts to lower the cortisol levels and, you know, the fight or flight. It helps with things you can't see, like your blood pressure, like sleep problems. There's things in the body that are going on with the brain, like the neurotransmitters, like the serotonin, the dopamine levels. It actually helps raise those. Um, if you were to hook up to a biofeedback machine, which I've seen it happen with massage, you can see some of those O2 levels and things level out when they're starting to become relaxed and breathing. Tell me, tell me more about that machine that they get. Uh, it's been years since I've actually done that, but I got to work with a doctor at a massage therapy clinic and he would hook those electrodes up to people's heads and just different areas in their body, their heart, like an EEG kind of thing. And they would lay there and you could watch like the levels kind of level off, like their breathing and everything. And so I like that tangible thing to see Mm -hmm. that because I was like, whoa, that's trippy. (laughs) I mean, that's cool that massage does that inside the body. And there's just so many wonderful things they're discovering about like lymphatic drainage. Like, you know, we have a lot of waste. We have cellular waste. We have, you know, things, toxins that gets trapped. And like I know experiencing grief, like it manifests in your muscles, like you can get a stiff neck or, or if you're under stress, like you just, you have this knot in your back or like you, you get the flu and you're like, why does my leg ache? You know, the virus, like there's just so many wonderful things that are going on in our intricate bodies. And when you get a chance to kind of need the muscles and work on that person and you, you have them start to breathe and pay attention to their breathing, you can watch like a muscle loosen up like I, I like structural therapy that's one of my favorite things I like to do and like you'll, you'll see a scapula that's like glued to the back which is you know the backside there and you're like I call them angel's wings but sometimes it's like they, a shoulder blade right yeah it's yep. a, angel's okay. wings and sometimes yep. they're just glued to their back mm-hmm. and so you're like well this person's like solid concrete so you're working it and you're working the fascia which is fascia is kind of like the skin over chicken that's kind of what it looks like, you know, and so it's kind of gross. But that if you could picture that, that's like over the muscle. Fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. fried chicken. <laughs> and so you're working that muscle and you're making him mobile again. You're making him breathe and you're seeing 
um, you know, when babies breathe, they they get that beautiful rise and fall of their, their belly. belly. That's how yes. they, we should yeah. be breathing. But a lot of times we, we're, we're going around, breathing. we're like, you know, breathing like crazy. Or yeah, I stop breathing. Yeah, I feel or like you stop I... breathing, right? You just I don't wish breathe you would stop breathing. Yeah. <laughs> it's Can nice to now? see a person do that, you know, like <laughs> exhale. And I love yeah. the type A's. I love the, you know, you get people in there like, I don't know. I want to be touched. You know, I don't, you know, so, so it's kind of great. So, um, so these people that come into you. They just kind of need some rejuvenation. They are just tapped out from all of the stress of their daily, like active daily livings. That, yeah, a lot of mix of people for that, you know, that maybe have never had a massage or they're doing it on a regular basis and they're coming in and they're getting true regular therapy every three weeks, which is great. So this could be like an alternative to someone who says, you know, counseling just isn't for me. Counseling doesn't help. This is this like an alternative treatment to like sitting with somebody for an hour by just using the like the physical body with like releasing toxins that will help them kind of like reset. It might be for some folks. I mean, I think so. I think counseling's. Uh, I think we all need therapy. Oh, I do us. too. Yeah. I think but there's a lot <laughs> of people that are resistant to treatment because it's shameful, embarrassing. They don't want to share their dark secrets with people, and so that can manifest into like holding on to ugly. Uh, but I think it goes back to the whole wellness thing, right? In, in terms of counseling and also going with like when we brought Steven, he has this machine, right? When, when he talked about Laura talked about that, there were things that he was asking and she didn't even have to talk, but the machine was catching. Oh yeah. The heart, the heart, right. Oh, yeah. it, it was just going up and, up, so up and cool. up. If we can incorporate Steven working with somebody and then, Hey, go, go see this therapist now because We've cleared a lot, but it somatically still might be in there. Mm -hmm. I love you said somatically. That's what we focus on, somatic psychology. And you watch somebody's shoulders, sh yeah. you know, shrug over time. They got the Quasimodo back mm -hmm. going on because mm -hmm. maybe they're just like head forward posture all the time. They're just like bending over because they have so much stress and maybe depression and grief. Yeah. And to see that go, I've seen people release from grief and cry and you just step out of the way. You just let them do it on table and that might be their only therapy that they choose to get i love this alternative mm -hmm. therapy but, that but we're not, we're not, we don't we don't think that way we don't like you say western medicine is all right i have a shoulder pain well here here's some some medicine to to numb it a flexoril 800 milligrams of ibuprofen or you know a, some sort of you know yeah. narcotic when the body's actually trying to tell you something right and it, and it goes with the idea that a lot of the trauma is stored in our body Sometimes we do get sick, and if we were just instead of calling the doctor and masking it with call medication, it, like a massage therapist who understands the body, that it's not just a a sixty dollar come in and and just there's nothing behind it. When I think of massage therapy, I I, I didn't think much of it. I just thought like most of the time I ask for the the, the deep tissue, how the arms, and I'm like. Oh. <laughs> Oh, elbows oh, right i'm like oh, right and it's it's not it's not like relaxing the way i guess it should be but then i'm over here with like well why did you ask for that and i'm like well why not right like i want to feel i want because i feel like that's the way to just release all this stress that i have that my body carries but i don't think that's it comes work. in layers, you know, I like to work with people that, you know, you got your soft tissue and it comes in layers, just like, you know, your feelings and psychologically you have a lot going on and you just want to get to the point. Some people just want to get to the point and get to the elbow to the knot, but then you got to get them to that point, right? You just, you got to get the soft tissue, the layers of fascia working. Then that's how I work deeper. I work deeper because the body begins to let me in. Whereas somebody that's bound up and they just don't, they don't want to let yep, go. That's me. You know, I'm like, so, I don't even want to take my clothes off. Yeah. So there's <laughs> there's alternatives to that, which is great. Like I studied the first thing I studied was a medical shiatsu. So you're working with like the That's acupressure. The is that the feet? It's it's actually there's meridian lines all over your body. So oh, okay. the feet are a very big integral part. But you've got your hands, you've got your limbs, everything that's part of the b blocking of energy pathways through your body. So you have meridians and that's might be an alternative therapy for you. So sending, you know, networking with other therapists that actually that's their specialty where they do that day in and day out is probably something maybe you would be interested in doing is like an acupressure session or yo massage, which is like yoga and massage. Like at the same time, you're getting stretched, still learning about that. 
the massage world so this is shiatsu what's it called shiatsu it's shiatsu oh wait let me tell you shiatsu is a dog yeah yeah okay there's genshin's yeah i can't even say that word but there's all these different is that something that you do um so i no shiatsu i do actually incorporate shiatsu in some of my sessions i also do a little bit of swedish um do some structural work Body work is really big. What do they call it? Swedish. Swedish is like you got the term effleurage, petrissage, you know, all those fancy words. But um, so beautiful, right? Doesn't it sound great? So it's basically a relaxing massage that is long strokes down the back, down the legs, down the arms that deliver like a nice amount of medium to firm pressure. I think I fall asleep to Swedish massage. I had one of those. And now you say that, I remember someone like just going up and down, up and down, and up I and don't, down. And I don't think I get much when I fall asleep. I'm like, I need you to like Some dig people, in yeah. and really yeah. get those knots out. A lot of people are like, I don't want to fall asleep. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. So it, tell me tell me where the, the, the healing or the helping with the energy and the flow and the tension and the toxins with Swedish, Swedish massage. Sma- Whoa. <laughs> Try again, Amy. Yeah, I had, that was a lot. <laughs> Sally sells seashells so, down by the seashore. <laughs> <laughs> You're better at that than I am. It's so hard. <laughs> okay, so if somebody falls asleep because that's not what they want, they, want, they don't want to anticipate that, is it actually good that you do actually relax and fall asleep? Is there any... Any perks to that? Absolutely. There are okay, I need perks. to know this. So your body and your brain, they're just going a million miles a minute, right? So when you're resting, it's nice to just cut out the to-do list and the shopping list. And you're just thinking about your breathing and you're slowing it down and you're bringing your cortisol levels down. You're getting a chance to just unplug from everything and sleeping is good even if it's just like a power nap people do fall asleep some people don't they're just like maybe moaning a little bit or (laughs) i don't know you know just it it feels really good so the deep the deep work it's kind of hard to fall asleep and body work and deep work right you just you're gonna get moved you're gonna get you might get in a weird position where i might have to jack up a shoulder and you know get in there and dig in and so you can't be you know do you do house calls because every time i go to a massage which I can count on, on one hand how many times I've been to one. But in my brain, I'm like, if if I can just have somebody come to my house, because I, I just want to be able to just fall asleep, right? Like, you're done, and, and I'm in my safe place, and I can just relax. But what happens is I get this relax, and then I hit traffic, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, why did you spend $60 it's for, for this? I just want to be home and, and, and relax. It's funny you mentioned that. So before the pandemic, I actually really did a lot of mobile massage where I was focused more on like the elderly people and I would go to their homes that couldn't get out and things like that. Maybe couldn't drive or they just lost a loved one. I did a lot of that or like moms um, that had like autistic kids at home They or they couldn't leave the house, new babies. They just wanted to get a massage. And then I worked with a lot of businesses that wanted wellness massage for their employees, which I loved it. Right. They were so excited. Some of the employees would be off on a Friday and they'd be like, Melinda's here. Okay. I'm coming in. I'm going to get a massage (laughs) today. So I would do that. And then the pandemic hit and unfortunately everybody started working from home. So then people are in their workspace. And so they're not really like, eh, I've been working here all day. I don't know if I want to get a massage in my house too. So there are some customers that do want to get the mobile massage. I do offer that after I've seen them a few times in my office and I feel comfortable, like especially right. male, female, I don't, I'm really cautious about just going just to the general population. Yeah. I can and see wait, which, wait, Accountability. Yeah. Absolutely. But I do offer a mobile massage. I do like couples massage. I do like once I've known that person and their wife knows I'm coming and you know, yeah. it's all good. I do oh, all you're that. coming. <laughs> oh, she's Coming. I'm definitely going to make it. I'll make arrangements, but it's really good because you get a chance. Yeah. You don't have to be behind a wheel of a car. Yeah. Like, yeah. And getting a massage I, under the influence, you know? Yeah. No. And <laughs> the last time I did, I we were trying to find somebody who, who would go home and they're like, oh, no, 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 we can't do it because of, of the COVID. And I was like, oh, so we ended up going somewhere, but that would be so amazing to just have that home. In the comfort of your home. Yeah. And, and then just fall asleep and just relax. Right. So talking about that mobile massage, because we had been kind of before we started uh, the show, uh, we were talking about how you had these 
ideas for the the veteran community. And I really want our listeners to hear more about this because I think it's going to impact such a big community. The veterans at this time, there's so much depression and PTSD uh, trauma, a lot of uh, increased suicide rate. And I do remember when I was going through nursing school uh, many, many years ago that our one of our professors predicted that we would be in a nursing crisis which we are are, there's a nursing shortage but because of our veterans community all the baby boomers like all the elderly population that we would have a shortage but we were also going to be like sort sort of in a crisis for healthcare workers and other other occupations of course so your passion has been led you to the veteran community serving in the in your country and you have these ideas of this not ideas it's her dream oh, it's a dream. dream yes yeah. right? i always okay. I always make I'm sure sorry. people know that hey but i like the ideas. I, I, well yes forgive me i did not mean to downplay your dream <laughs> because i am like i i'm so excited to hear about this this new thing. So tell us about what uh, your passion and why. Your idea. Where Where do you, like, how did it start? Where do you want to go with it? Well, I loved working on the base as a medic and getting to know some people in the medic field. And one of the guys that I met, you know, he's really big into yoga and he is offering that now like a couple days a week at Gowan, which I'm super stoked. I'm super excited that that's a thing now. And he's going to be having people come in and, and do yoga. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So I started talking to him and I started getting on these contests. I was like, how could I drum up some money or something? I really want a wellness wagon, like a wellness wagon that where it's mobile and I can go to the troops and I can set up shop kind of like a food truck, but way bigger, like an RV where I've got like my um, yoga person. I've got my nutrition person. I got my fitness, you know, we're, we're doing the spotlight on these people that are maybe I've got a really cool massage therapist that does a different modality and I can, you know, spotlight them that day and bring that truck or that RV there and park it and have all these people come out and show their talents to the troops, but be able to, you know, push it. I think it needs to be pushed more often into the military and the the veterans, the VA, like just bring that wagon around and uh, show up on a Tuesday or Thursday and have them something to look forward to. Yeah. So yeah. So why why do you want that for them? Why do you think it's important? Like what what has like what was that spark in your brain where this we need to serve this? How, community? How'd you find the the need for it? I see the need because a lot of times they get in there Monday through Friday, mundane, and then they go to drill. Like some of them have like full time jobs out there, and it's really hard to pull them from the couch or just like you know make that time for that appointment and make that time for themselves. Whereas if it's at their like it's right there on base like Mm -hmm. it's it's right in their face like a lot of times they're just going to do their job like when i i'm tired of going to funerals for veterans it's so it's so sad i mean i i mean i know there's going to be many more but i want to like it takes a village to raise a child i want to bring that to them like i want to be able to have that resource there instead of death by powerpoint like about suicide awareness i want to be like you can only listen to so much right so powerpoint like you know death is permanent and this is what you know this is what you need to do for yourself like you actually want to act like be in action proactive yes i love that and you just brought something like i just clicked in my mind that there, there's two populations right now that are struggling with suicide, and that is the veterans and 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 kiddos, like adolescents. There, I mean, those two are populations are are struggling. Um, but there's like I feel like the vet, the VA, um, they they can only do so much, and they're very limited to what they can do. Um, that sometimes we see patients where we work, Amy and I sometimes they don't have enough resources to where they have to send them out to different hospitals. Um, There's such a huge need. And yet um, as society, we always feel like, Oh, they're being taken care of. It's already being taken care of. Right. Uh, Kids, you know, they're, they have parents and they have therapists, but, but, but nothing's being taken care of. It's this like idea that it is, but, but nothing's being taken care of. Yeah, I like an up in your face kind of deal. I like, you know, hey, let's bring that mobile massage out to you, to your communities and 
let's educate people on why the benefits of eating well or fitness, you know, and people are going to come if they, if they smell some good food cooking and the nutrition's getting that little meal plan together. And they're just showing them how to maybe meal plan for the week. Cause maybe people aren't organized. They don't know how to, I mean, I fall off the bandwagon with all that stuff, but we'll talk about that later <laughs> on another podcast. But you know, fitness is fun. You know, it's, uh, it's good for you. And so is massage and bringing to light some of these amazing therapists in the community and yeah, having some, a bandwagon. Some, yeah. I feel like we need some like good energy like con- consistent good energy so would you would you say that over the past year or two have you just seen more devastation with suicide rates increasing because you said you were going to more funerals that may that could have been potentially prevented yes i i do believe um there's there's been an epidemic of it unfortunately like i just come from two different funerals in the past year from veterans that were pretty strong people and you just wonder why you just wish you had that code to crack to figure that out. And I'm sure every therapist does, you know, you just want that magic code. But if we can be stronger as far as, yeah, social media is a great thing and the resources, but like I see Mission 43 and I, I see the wonderful things they're doing. They're getting veterans out there. They're doing the runs. Like I'll see his Instagram posts and I'm just so inspired by that. Like he's getting a group of people out. I, I totally support Mission 43. If you guys don't know about it, you guys should look into it. Um, um, right where for, can we find information on it? Instagram. That's where I follow it's, them. You just Insta mm-hmm. Mission 43. Mission 43. And they've got a great group um, for veterans there. And then Ride for 22, Steve Vixine, he's also got a good program to help veteran suicide awareness um, do the motorcycle rides if you're into motorcycle. Like little hobbies, you know, just getting outdoors and meeting and, and networking. But it goes deeper than that. It's like, you know, maybe being in your face and saying, you know, are you accountable to your health? Like, what can we do to, to get you accountable to change in your life? You know, how can we bring that to, mm-hmm. to pass? And that's where you know, a lot of veterans have come around me even getting out of the military. I've been closer. One one lady made me a bracelet. I just love her. She was my old chief. And she just reached out to me and brought me a bracelet one day. I mean, just little things where you just matter, you know, and, and that's why I'm doing what I do is because I want people to understand they matter. Absolutely. And a big part of why Amy and I started doing this is because there are good people out there. There are people who can do the work, who are doing the work. But they can be doing more work and they want to do more work, but they're just not being exposed. Well, and we want to be able to highlight that yeah. because there's so many of you, you know, I mean, you offer something so unique. There's a lot of people out there that are offering unique things, but no one knows how to resource them. No one knows how to get to them. Nobody knows that they exist. So like you just need a bigger platform and probably, you know, you probably will have to grow your business and your people to be able to accommodate all the people that need help. There's so many people. And I believe that in between, you know, our adolescent community that that is really struggling. They're lost, they're confused, there's no direction, there's no discipline or not a lot going on, not a lot of structure. And then our older community that's kind of just tapped out, like you said. Like in between, there's us. And we have a huge responsibility to start working together to take care of of the people that have already taken care of us by serving our country and giving us a free land to live on. And then to also show our younger children what it's like to grow up and be responsible and be disciplined and start taking care of themselves. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It does. One thing uh, I've been talking, I always talk to people. People always ask me, who's next? Who's next? Who you bring next? And and I I started talking about you. And I've been on uh, inpatient rehab all week. I, I go off in different units and and I started joking because I said, man, w- if we had somebody who would do massage therapy here, every time they would get escalated, if we would say, go get a massage, they would come back completely different, right? Because the, the, the disease, the, the addiction lives in the body, right? So when you work with the body, you're going to get a good response. And and we were just joking and how everybody would just be acting up then because they would want to go see a massage therapist. And I'm like, but they would get better, right? I'm, so it is needed. That holistic approach is so needed. Can you imagine in like AT, so the activity therapist, if if they had maybe, a, if you're here for, you know, in your, in your stay here, you're going to get one massage therapist, like a therapy session. How cool would that be? 
I would love that. <laughs> in a perfect world. But, but that's the idea, to, to be able to, to think, to create, to put it out there into the universe, for it to become. I wish, I hope that one day we can have EMDR in in, in inpatient along with with massage because it's 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 a treatment that it's a holistic treatment. It shouldn't just be like you said, Western medicine, right? Just medicine. I love it. I am so excited for the ones that are coming on board. Like when I did used to teach massage therapy, like just seeing the students graduate, that was so That's where you need to get exciting, them. right? <laughs> These young, the motivated students. people that you can be molded. That's when you need to like scoop them up and get them on your team. That's right. I feel there's a need for it. There's a high demand for massage therapists in the community right now. And we need more. Well, and I think with your expertise level and your education background and your passion, like you are a true leader to be able to take on people that you can connect with that have the same ability to start like flooding out into into our communities. That's a that's a big job. <laughs> But we but we can do it. We can do it. And we should, actually. So And and we will try to incorporate that into what we create. And Amy and I. I know that I'm I'm trying to accomplish goals, but I love that we bring in people that that sometimes I have no idea what you do. I know like exactly like I know what massage therapy is, but I don't know the, the logistics of it. I don't know what a good therapist is and a bad therapist is. I don't. Right. And that's what I do at work. I'm like, I say, look, this is the things that you have to look for in a, in a therapist, because otherwise you're probably going to get worse. They're going to tell you things and you're going to believe it because you you have you believe that they have the best interest. Um, I almost raised my hand. Yeah. Oh, I did. Actually, that's funny. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, can I talk? Um, so I say about like that, I think with any therapist, like I, listening is key. Like what I've learned over the years of teaching and then stepping aside and really listening to what that person needs and delivering it but not being always the professional like well i think you're i mean you know sometimes you know what's best for them and you just want to go right to it but listening to their to what they need is really key and when they walk away they're like thank you for listening to me about my shoulder like yeah absolutely i i was as i'm looking through your uh, your page it said uh prenatal it had all these you know little titles um at work for some reason it's i've taught a lot about grief and loss this week i'm not sure what it is but i'm like there should be a grief and loss massage absolutely there are ways of helping with grief and loss when i lost my sister i was real stoic because i was going through school and i was like i'm fine i'm fine because you know i'm all you know stiff in the uniform and everything and i learned it personally like when i went through there i was like whoa i just totally got locked up neck syndrome mm -hmm. like your neck it just you manifest i do a lot of ab abdominal massage and in the hara which you call it like the the center your core mm -hmm. that's where a lot of people hold a lot of grief and they hold anger and they hold fear and so as i was taught the swedish course that was my instructor was I thought it was weird at first. I was like, what? We have to massage the belly on people? What? <laughs> but like everybody has so much there in their gut that's so important to be massaged out. So I do offer that abdominal massage in my sessions because I think it's important to pay attention to the core. Well, just in like the medical side of the uh, of this whole thing is, you know, kids or anyone that comes up and they're like, my stomach hurts. I'm so, you know, it, I'm, I have like a lot of nausea and it's all anxiety. It's all stress. and the fact that you could like come in and just like use massage therapy instead of me popping them like a, a Prilosec, a Zantac or stuff like that. That's what they need. I knew that. And I actually do see children. I have the minor release form. The parent stays in the room, all things like that. But oh I do see a lot more parents bringing in their kids for massage, which I think is wonderful. It's kudos to them that they're doing it. It's new to them, but like maybe even if it's just getting their nails done or getting a facial, something to show them, hey, you're important. You matter. Mm -hmm. Let's go take care of you for a minute. Let's go step out. I and, love yeah. that. I do too. I, I, I've never thought about that. And I don't know if a lot of people have thought about it, but that's exciting. I am going to. There's so many mothers out there that want to help their children, but they are they don't want to medicate them. I'm one of them. Like. I, I will I will try everything I can before I give my kid a medic medication for anything. Mm -hmm. And this is a huge benefit to offer moms or families um to the you know, to their kids so that they don't feel so 
upset about giving them medications for these things because they can they can help. So how do we contact you? Well, you can look me over on Instagram and social media. I'm usually on a Vitality Massage for Instagram there. I also have a, a webpage. Um, it's Vitality Massage Idaho. You can look at all my pricing and my scheduling there. You can text me on my number. You can also look at the Facebook page. I'm also on there as Vitality Massage as well. How do you, are you, are you really busy? Do you have any other people that you would refer to? I wish there was a clone sometimes. I, I do. No, I am pretty I, busy. I, it's a busy can... season right now. So mm-hmm. I do stay pretty slammed. I was just laughing yesterday because I did seven massages and that was like way past my... You need a massage. Like I'm like, <laughs> I try to be in denial about my age. I'm like, oh, I'm so young. You know, in my head, I think I'm totally young, right? You know, this Marine guy always tells me it's not the age, it's the mileage. And I've always like, <laughs> that's my mantra. <laughs> but some days I'm like, Melinda cannot do seven massages in a day, like five days a week. Melinda, that's ridiculous. But I want to sometimes deliver and I'm thinking, I should probably back off because I always want it to be, I never want to skimp on that one person. I don't want it to, I want it to be quality, not quantity. That excellence, that core value. Excellence, yeah. So so I know my limits. I try to stay in my boundaries, but sometimes that one person comes in in tears and they're like, I can't move my neck. Which goes to to tell you, thank you so much for for taking the time to come talk to us. Um, Because especially now the holiday season, you're very busy. You're very needed. Um, I'm going to be integrating a lot. When I do discharges, I believe now that I have a different different part of my brain that is going to say, have you thought about a massage? Awesome. I'm so thankful for you guys that you're getting the word out about this. It's well, and wonderful. if there's any of the listeners that are in the massage therapy community that is passionate about what they do and reaching out to people and want to start the, the wellness wagon. Yeah, that wellness woo, woo. wagon. Yes. You should you should definitely contact Melinda because she needs more people on her team if she really is going to pursue this dream, which I I really hope to hear about more of that someday. which it'd be cool and we had lauren she, she was uh, one of the wellness, uh, wellness guide, guide. I, i'm actually gonna have coffee with her uh and, and i said hey let check out the, check out this person um i don't know much about her but it would be really cool for some reason to connect with her because she does a lot of um retreats, retreats. Mm-hmm. um and maybe you can partner up with her and and, and and because she she's also very into that whole holistic approach and um, being able to approach the issue from from a different side, a different angle. So I'm excited for you. All the perspectives. I'm excited about it. I'm so excited for 2022, getting to the new year and all of the people that we've met and have been able to c- connect with and connect each other with. Um, yeah, going back to Lauren, um, we're both going to be seeing her on different avenues. Mm-hmm. So we can't wait to bring the experience of our own back to the to the show and if you guys need to get more information you can definitely find her on our website it's not everyone gets a trophy.com but back to melinda um before we get going here i'm so excited to hear more about your um your story uh, later down the road hopefully we catch up with you but before we go is there anything else that we missed that you really want to get out to our listeners that you felt that was important anything to help them get to you or get to somebody to help themselves um just know that you're not alone out there during the holidays and in the new year to come it might be blah 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 for the mondays that are you know coming after you know that all the presents are unwrapped and everything but just take time out for yourself and go get a massage and reach out to other places i mean it's it's healing when you try something new right it's good for you when you step outside your comfort zone so if you've never had a massage before go get one it's, i recommend it and I, I, I can see now massage therapy as something different, not so much self-care or self-indulgence, but more as part of what you need as a human being, right? Not it's, just counseling. It's a healing process. You should have a PCP, a therapist, psychologist, a massage therapist. It should be part of who you are as a person, as a, becoming a healthy human. So whatever is going to work for you, do that. There's lots of avenues, lots of opportunities, lots of resources. Please reach out for help. Nobody uh, needs to suffer. And that's, that's one thing I took from this year. Nobody needs to suffer. So thank you for listening in. We can't wait to see I, you. I can't wait for my massage. <laughs> so. Have a good week. Happy Monday. Adios.